Week two is in the books. Hopefully, you all didn't follow my book. All right, FanDuel is now paying out over $75 million a week this football season. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code CRAIG and sign up now. I even have built a special league for my airing it out fans. Just hit it up, FanDuel.com forward slash CRAIG. Entry fee is just 5 bucks. There's also a special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it with up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to 200 bucks. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code CRAIG today. Don't forget to use my code CRAIG. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. Play action for Romo. Swings it out. Touchdown, Cowboys. Looking to the back of the end zone. Macklin out of the back of the end zone. No good. Barrett's going to keep it. Dive into the end zone. Touchdown, Buckeyes. SMU running back. Vince Lombardi, Offensive Player of the Year. NFL Pro Bowler for the New England Patriots. Number 32 is Craig James. Craig James. The best in the business, the old Pony Express. Craig James. Craig James joins us now. Welcome, Craig James. This, This is airing it out with Craig James. All right, time to talk a little college football, and no better way, way to start that than with a guy chasing All-American honors at the quarterback position out at USC, Cody Kessler. Cody's completing 79% of his passes. He has 10 touchdowns on the year. That's second in the nation. No interceptions. And, Cody, what I'm most impressed with on first down, you're 41 out of 46 with your passes. That's pretty impressive. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How you doing? Man, I know you're on a whirlwind tour over there. I'm doing great, thank you. And, uh, you know, this... It, it, the season now is underway. We got three games that we've played, and you you know kind of a little bit about your ball club. Uh, what's been your impression about your team this year? Yeah, I think we started out fast. Um, you know, these guys have been been working really hard um, all off season. You know, and then ultimately leading up into season. And um, obviously, we had a letdown last week. It is something that um, you know is going to challenge us, and it really did this week. And these guys have responded so great. Um, I think that's the best part. You know, for me is that. Um, obviously, the game didn't go the way we wanted it to go, and unfortunately, we didn't come out with a win. But my biggest thing was that you know I want to see how these guys come out to practice on Tuesday, come out to practice today, and they did great. You know, they came out, they worked hard, um, they responded. Um, you know, you couldn't tell if we, we had won or lost the week before. These guys came out with the mentality that you know we're going to get better, we're going to improve on this week, and then whatever happened last week, we can't do anything about it now, um, and we have to move on. And I think that's the best part about this team is that. You know, these guys are really focused and really competitive, and they want, you know, they want to be great. They want to work hard, and um, it really shows from on a day-to-day basis. Cody, in all the years I've followed USC and watched the practices out there, competition at practice has been the trademark. That's why USC has been USC. So you're telling me now that the competition that you've got at practice, I know you've got your scholarships back and all that's in your past. Do you feel like you've got the competition again in practice? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, what you said there is the biggest thing is we have, you know, a lot more numbers now um, to help us do that. You know, sometimes we had to, you know, not go full, you know, full tackle. We couldn't bring guys to the ground and we had to be smart and um, couldn't really get live scrimmage stuff just because we didn't have the numbers, you know, and we couldn't afford someone to get hurt. And, um, you know, even in this, this spring and this fall and, um, you know, going into the season, we've had a lot more intense practices to where guys are going, you know, live reps. Guys are going to the ground. Guys are, you know, flying around making big hits, making big plays. And um, I think that really did help us. And I think that's going to continue to help us throughout the season. And obviously during season, you pull off a little bit. Um, it's not the same as fall camp and you protect your guys a little bit more. But yeah, our practices are, are really competitive and, you know, we make each other better. The offense makes the defense better and vice versa. And 
um, I think that's why, you know, we have an opportunity um, to be successful this year. You know, like I said, obviously last week didn't go our way, but um, all the pieces are there. We just have to finish games and we have to execute. All right, that's the team's report. How about yourself? Now, three games in, statistically, you're doing great. Uh, Cody, what do you see personally about your game that you're, that you're glad that you've worked on in the offseason and it's coming forward for you? Yeah, I think, you know, just for me, um, not necessarily mechanics-wise or anything like that or, or on the field stuff, but obviously you always want to improve that. You can always get better at, at the little things, um, you know, with footwork and, and release and everything. But my biggest thing was kind of the leadership role I wanted to take. And, you know, obviously I was a captain last year and the year before that, um, I would kind of got thrown into a leadership role as a sophomore, and um, you know this year was knowing you know knowingly this is my last year is I wanted to be that guy to where there was no doubt you know that if if I'm in at quarterback everyone you know all the eyes are on me and then and, and everyone's you know respecting me and following me and knowing that I'm going to do things the right way. Um, so it wasn't necessarily on the field, but off the or but off the field um, as a leader and stuff too, and in the film room and everything is something that I've always wanted to improve on, and um, that's something that I've done this year. You know that's something that I told these guys right away when we. When we lost last week, was that hey man, this is what's going to define you is, is not this loss, but what's going to define you is how you respond from it. And the guys came out great, and um, you know that's that's cool for me to see. Is that when I put something into you know so hard and wanting to be a leader, wanting these guys to follow, wanting these guys to listen, and they respond immediately it is a cool feeling for me. All right, turn your focus now to the game this week at Arizona State. This is a tough challenge, and the Pac-12 is tough week in and week out. Uh, you said that you like away games. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I, I just you know it's it's. It's fun for me. I enjoy it. You know, obviously I love playing the Coliseum, but away games are fun. You know, it's, it's a challenge. You kind of get to see what your team's made of or, or what you're made of is, you know, you go in a hostile environment. You go to where, you know, if things aren't going your way, it's not like the crowd's going to be there to kind of get you back into it or, or cheer you up. You know, they're all going against you. And um, that's when you really have to lean on each other. You know, you really have to, you know, come together. And you can't travel the whole team to away games either. So the, the however many guys we have at that game is all we have. You know, that's the only thing. That's all we got. And, um, you know, you're going to find out who can really play and who can't in, in games like that. And um, I'm excited. You know, some of these freshmen are going to get their first, you know, real challenge this week in the sense of an away game. And um, I think these guys are going to respond great, and I'm excited to see what happens. And um, ASU is a great team, and that place is – I've already been there twice, and that place is, is very difficult to play. Um, but I think it's going to be fun. I think our guys are going to respond great. Cody, we appreciate you taking the time. We'll be watching, and uh, thank you so much. Best of luck the rest of the season. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Greg. Okay, now, busy weekend, a lot of good games to pick, and I'm going to start with TCU playing at Texas Tech. TCU is banged up on defense. Uh, Gary Patterson, he's a heck of a coach, especially on defense. He knows this team and his team right now better get ready for Big 12 play and the Red Raiders. You know, we're, we've, this program's been around for a while, and we've had guys step up, whether it's, you know, injuries during the season. You know, I've never, I'm sure I've ever been a part of where you lost so many starters, uh, especially this early, but... Uh, you know, we always talk about it, but you got you got to be careful about talking about it too much, or just something that's on their mind. And uh, you know, we've got to we now are going into Big 12 play, and you got to you know really you need to be thinking about Texas Tech, your next opponent, more than you need to be thinking about that. And and uh, because there's not anything else you can do about the rest of it. That 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 Patterson's talking about is the injury bug and defense, and there are a number of key players not there. Pat Mahomes, the Red Raiders quarterback, is really good. If you'll recall, last week I picked Texas Tech to beat Arkansas. I said that they would do it because Mahomes and the offense at Tech would score all the time, which they did. Uh, This is just a really sound offense right now, very strong offense at Texas Tech. Uh, They're as good as TCU's offense. Trayvon Boykin, uh, Heisman candidate, uh, he's very good. Uh, but the defense at Texas Tech, that, that's the concern. It always has been. It continues to be one. So I think the weakness of Texas
Tech's defense is a lot weaker than TCU's, but the fact that it's in Lubbock, I'm going to take the Texas Tech Red Raiders to win 54-53. to A&M playing at Arkansas. Sue Pigs, buddy. Sue Pigs, and they better bring all dim hogs with them because the Aggies are for real. Kyle Allen and company, I've talked about them earlier this week. Uh, they've just got a good step about them. They've got a, they feel really good about what they're doing. Uh, running the football, their defense is there. I think the Aggies beat the hogs 31-17. BYU playing Michigan. Jim Harbaugh, he has evaluated this BYU team. It sounds like to me, when I'm listening to his soundbite, it's like he's coaching against a team he likes to have. Good receivers, uh, big receivers, they, uh, good, good quarterback, uh, big physical team, uh, both sides of the ball, very athletic. Uh, they play extremely hard. Uh, this will be a great test for our team. Uh, very excited about the, the competition this week. and. And, uh, you know, what's in store be a, uh, be a great gauge for where our team is at right now. <laughs> Sounds like Harbaugh just got off the treadmill and he's trying to hold a press conference. Uh, Jake Rudock, quarterback at Michigan, has got to stop making the mistakes. Five interceptions. Can't do that. Tanner Mangum, uh, we know that he's good. We know BYU is an excellent football team. They've, they've been high drama, two Hail Marys to win ball games already. They'll be going against a Michigan pass defense that I think is pretty good. Uh, whoever makes the fewest mistakes, turnovers in this game wins. I think it's the first big win for Jim Harbaugh at home that Michigan wins this game 31-30. to They prevent the Hail Mary. UCLA playing Arizona. Uh, you know, Miles Jack is out for UCLA on defense. Tuesday's practice of this week, uh, he went down. That's a bummer. This guy was a heck of a player, a team leader. Uh, this high-powered Arizona team, uh, they're coming in. This is going to be one of those games to where uh, I think that offenses both go back and forth. Arizona might get back their linebacker, Scooby Wright, the All-American, which would be a big mental and as well as productive boost on defense. Uh, boy, I wish I could be at this game in Tucson. It's going to be excellent. Arizona wins it 37-36. Utah playing Oregon. Uh, Oregon defensive coordinator Don Pelham has a lot of respect for one of the strengths of the Utah team. They're running back, Devontae Booker. Three things with Devontae. I think one, he has exceptional um, speed. You know, he runs through things, and then a lot of backs will run through a tackle and they'll stumble. He'll come out of it full speed. I think he, uh, one is, is that. I think two, he has a great running style. When you watch him, he does a nice job of not giving you most of his body. You're going to get shoulders and knees, kind of like Roger Craig, kind of like that. I'm, I'm not saying he's Roger Craig. I'm saying it's that type of style as he runs through contact. And I think the third thing is really does a great job. He has great hands. So they use him a lot of different ways. 14 receptions by Devontae Booker. I think that's the balance that puts the, the, the heartache into a defensive coordinator like Pelham trying to get ready to, to defend Utah's offense. Here's the difference for me, though. Oregon probably gets back Vernon Adams. He set out with a busted finger last week. He should be back for this game. I think it's a high-powered game. Uh, I think it's a good game. Oregon winning it, though, ultimately, 41-36. to 36. Earlier we talked to Cody Kessler, USC, Arizona. I'm going to go ahead and pick that ball game. Uh, Mike Berkovici last year for Arizona State went to USC and rocked their world. Uh, threw for over 500 yards, uh, which was the most ever against a Trojan team in the Coliseum. They've got a lot of confidence. Uh, there's a lot of confidence. There's also a lot riding on this game. Coach, Coach uh, Todd Graham at Arizona State says he thinks this is his best ball club, most talented team. At playing at Arizona State, and I've announced a few of these games there, USC at ASU. It's not a huge home field advantage. I mean, the crowd, they're just not, it's not raucous. 
Uh, so I don't think that's a big issue for USC. At the end of the day, though, this is going to be one of those Pac-12 shootouts. Arizona State wins it 44-38. Final note in college football, Ohio State, you've seen it this week where Urban Myers decided to go with Cardell Jones at quarterback. I think I think Coach Myers looking for consistency and he's looking for harmony in the locker room. Uh, having all of these quarterbacks and all of these things going around, who's playing, who's not playing, has to disrupt the locker room. He's looking for consistency now, and they need to get Ezekiel Elliott, their great running back, get him going. All of a sudden, Cardell Jones, or whoever the quarterback is, becomes really good at Ohio State. All right, time now for some NFL action. I'm going to start with some news and notes on the nine teams who are winless and whether or not I think they have a chance to make it to the playoffs. For Houston, the Texans, uh, the tenacity of J.J. Watt, well-known and well-documented. Arian Foster, there's been conversation about him maybe returning this week, probably doesn't, though. I think they still have a shot at it because of the tenacity of J.J. Watt. Philadelphia, uh, they're going to be okay. I just can't imagine Chip Kelly not getting this offense on track. And once the offense gets going, the rest of it all comes together. And plus the fact, as we noted on our Tuesday show, uh, it is the NFC East. So I'm not throwing in the towel on them yet. For Seattle, Camo Power. That would be Cam Chancellor. Man, am I glad this dude finally ended his holdout and went in and is honoring the final three years of his contract. Uh, I, I opined on that last week. I, I kind of busted on Cam a little bit. And he finally saw the light. He had no leverage. Now, all of a sudden, Seattle gets back and gets get uh, starts to get after it again and wins games. Indianapolis, uh, nope, I just don't see it. I, I, I've looked at film tape, thought about it. Uh, I do not see any reason to believe that they are going to turn this thing around and make the playoffs. Baltimore, jury's still out on them, too. Uh, this is a must-win game versus Cincinnati. The loss of Terrell Suggs on defense really is showing up big time at Baltimore. Detroit uh, did not look good seeing Matthew Stafford get hit all the time, always on his back. Uh, their defense, uh, defensive line, the no rhythm on the offense, it's not happening there. New York Giants, nope. See, no reason to think that they're going to make the playoffs, even though they're in the NFC East. I just don't see it there. New Orleans. Uh, now, Drew Brees is nursing a shoulder, and this is a, this is a shoulder injury that could be a problem. Uh, he says he's going to suit up and play this weekend. I'm a huge fan of Sean Payton. He's a great football coach, but he's a great football coach like other great coaches when they've got a great quarterback. No Brees, no playoffs. Uh, Chicago, the defense has allowed 79 points so far. Uh, that's hardly the Bears' defense like they like to have there, like the one I played back in 1986 in the Super Bowl. Uh, this is a this is a team without Jay Cutler. Chicago not going to make the playoffs. Matchups to watch. All right, let's shift gears now. Let's talk about some games this weekend. Oakland playing at Cleveland. This is now. I'm, I, maybe I'm drinking the Kool Aid here, but is it the quiet before the storm? I mean, I'm talking about a good storm brewing in Oakland. Sure sounds like it. Derek Carr now, two by two formation. Rivera and Crabtree go right. Robertson, Cooper go left. Murray to the right of Carr in the gun. First down. Place very quiet. Shotgun snap from Hudson to Derek Carr. Looking left. Throwing. Seth Roberts wide open over the middle. 
<laughs> I get fired up. Greg Papa making that call there. I mean, that, that's awesome. But but I just feel the youth movement taking place uh, out in Oakland and playing against Cleveland. Uh, it's Josh McCown gets the start, not Johnny Manziel. I understand that. Uh, Derek Carr. I listened to an interview. Tom Flores, uh, the former Raiders coach, uh, he, he had on Derek Carr, and he just said, man, it's like night and day. This guy's so much better. And the confidence after beating the Ravens, big numbers coming uh, from Derek Carr. Uh, I'm going with Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree, two really good football players and playmakers. Oakland wins this game 28-24. Atlanta at Dallas. All right, Romo's out. But there will be one quarterback playing in this game who has established credentials and doing well in the NFL, and that's Matt Ryan. Old Matty weighs in on the Cowboys' defense. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really solid defense. I think, um, you know, anytime you play against Rod Marinelli, uh, they're going to be very disciplined in, in what they do. Um, they don't give you like a million different looks, but what they do, they do really well. And so, um, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to count for for their personnel and for their scheme and uh, make sure that we're on top of ours. But um, it's certainly a good defense. So Matt Ryan will square off against a guy who'll look across from the, the other side of the line of scrimmage with Sean Lee, the linebacker for the Cowboys. Sean Lee becomes the Tony Romo of this team right now. Tony's gone. Sean Lee steps up. That defense has to step up. That's the strength of the Dallas Cowboys going against the strength of the Atlanta Falcons, and that would be the quarterback, Matty Ryan. I think Dallas at home wins it 20-17. to Tampa Bay at Houston. According to J.J. Watt, everybody keeps talking about how good the Texans are on defense, yet Mr. Watt knows the best is yet to come. Um, I feel like we haven't played uh, our brand of football yet on defense. I feel like we haven't. We haven't had a, We haven't played the way that we should be playing on defense. Um, so I think that that's been our goal is to get back to to feeling like the Houston Texans defense, the way that we're supposed to be playing, the way that we know we're capable of playing. Uh, we haven't put it all together yet for a full 60 minutes. Um, so that's the goal for this week uh, to go out there to put it on the field to play our style for an entire 60 minutes to let it loose to make plays and uh, go out there and just fly around. I think that's when we're at our best is when we're flying around, everybody's making plays, we're excited, we have energy, we get the crowd into it here at home, and uh, we just let loose, and I think that's when we play our best ball. So, you know, this is a perception thing that everyone assumes that the Texans are really good because it's J.J. Watt, and, and I understand that. Uh, but Watt and his teammates have watched the film, and they understand there's a different level that they can get to. They've got to get there. They have to put a lot of pressure on Jameis Winston. I mean, the quarterback for Tampa Bay, he's a rookie. Uh, he's confident, I'm sure, after the win that they had against New Orleans last week. However, uh, now uh, Mr. Winston has a chance to go play against Mr. Watt, and he's kind of changed his tune from when, since he was drafted a few months ago. Man, it's just it's an honor, man. You know, he's the best defensive player in the league, man. Probably the best player. You know, it's, it's just an honor. <laughs> if you'll recall, one of the first names he mentioned, he was looking forward to playing against J.J. Watt, and everybody told him, hey, look here, you're a rookie, dude. Uh, that's J.J. Watt. Uh, better keep your mouth shut. All right, I'm looking for Mr. Watt to maybe even get a little offensive. Remember, he scored a lot of touchdowns. Uh, take a few snaps at quarterback. Go run the football until Arian Foster gets there. I mean, do something else, Mr. Watt. You, they pay you a lot of money, and you don't ever get tired, so what the heck? Go do something on offense. I think Texans win this game 21-14. Philadelphia at the New York Jets. Uh, there's been a lot of piling on the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles by a lot of different people. But Jets coach Todd Bowles knows not to read the headlines. I don't know if they're having problems. Division games are always tough. You know, I still think they're tough-minded. I really think they have an explosive attack. And 
because it didn't work out the first week. You know, you just got to get on track and get going, and I'm sure they, we're going to get their best Sunday. Well, and I, that's a fact. They, this will be a very passionate, scared Philadelphia team, scared of the fact that they could start 0-3. So I'm, I'm looking to see, though, in this game, if the Jets' defense, if they can repeat the performance they had against Indianapolis. Uh, I talked about it on Tuesday, man. Woo! Very impressive performance. Uh, their front defensive line, they are young and hard. And, and that's the, they had, they gave, they reminded me, the Jets defense reminded me of Seattle's young, hard defense. That's how high they, of a level they played last week. Uh, Philadelphia, DeMarco Murray had a little hamstring issue in practice this week and not certain how much he's going to play. Uh, I mean, they haven't been using him anyway. So, um, but not having a DeMarco Murray would be an, a problem. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think he's doing extremely well right now filling in and, and being the quarterback of the Jets. Uh, four touchdowns. He's got Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, guys that can make plays. I think the Jets, uh, they will be the surprise team to start at three and zero for this season and they they win 20 to 17. Last game, Kansas City at Green Bay. Uh, you know, how can Kansas City win on the road at Green Bay? Uh, it has to have a running game. They have to have big plays. Jamal Charles, Alex Smith, they're, they're very capable of doing that. They're tied in. Travis Kelsey playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, Kelsey's a heck of a player, averaging over 16 yards per catch from the tight end position. So they've got balance. They can throw the ball. Uh, Green Bay just had an emotional win versus Seattle. Can they recover? Can they get back? Kansas City, a sense of urgency. They're one and one. I think the Chiefs get it done, and they win 27-26. Players to watch. Time now for a little fantasy football. Woohoo! I told you that I was terrible last week. Well, I, I, I've, I've been thinking about this. Uh, go to fanduel.com forward slash Craig and enter the league, the Craig James League. Uh, see how you can do against us. I, I guarantee you, most everyone beat me last week. <laughs> All right. So with Tyler Brewer, the producer of the show, I've been working on some thoughts, some inside information here. I'm going to give you a few picks that I have. I'm not going to give you my whole roster because I want to beat you. Uh, okay. Here it is. I'm going to go with quarterback. I, like Tyler said, I'm going to stop messing around. I'm going Tom Brady. He's against Jacksonville. You know, trying to figure out Marcus Mariota or someone else like that. What, what was I doing? I was kidding myself. Value? I need a win. All right. I'm going to go with Marshawn Lynch at running back. Why? Why? I'm going Marshawn Lynch at running back because he's playing against Chicago and their defense are defense less. I'm going there. Uh, for tight end. I'm going to give you a little – I'm going Jason Witten. Now, Braden, because of Brandon Whedon at quarterback, I think he's going to need to have some quick passes, get rid of the football, and I think Jason Witten does a good job there. I'll give you my final pick here, defense. I'm going Seattle against Chicago, no Jay Cutler. I think Seattle this weekend is on fire, excited because Cam Chancellor is back. They see their season beginning now. Uh, they're 0-2. Watch out, Chicago. I think you're about to get thumped. All right, that's it, man. Hope you guys have a great week and a great weekend. Enjoy the games, man. Until then, I'll see you down the road.